It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now here's your host, Ted Ramey. Anderson, the shot, it gets to the goal. Save made, big rebound, a big stop for Martin Jones off Anderson Dolan, and the Sharks gobble it up and skate one out. Well, that's the plan. I think we you know, we have some games in hand and uh, we can't assume anything. But, uh, you know, uh, for the longest time we've been talking about, you know, and taking advantage of the second part of our schedule, you know, and staying in the fight. And with this week so far, we have. Uh, we got another tough two games coming up, back-to-back uh, -back Friday and Saturday. Again, six games and four nights. It's, you know, I, what was it? I think I was reading 25 games left with like 45, 40 days, 46 days to go. So there's a ton of hockey to be played and it's just about managing our game and managing our health, um, you know, trying to stay as fresh as possible while still working on some details and by video more than practice. Does it feel a little more special when you beat the LA Kings? I love beating those guys. <laughs> all right, good morning, guys. How are we all doing? I know that I am in a good mood this morning because we are waking up winners. Always a good place to be. Um, you know, I don't want to ever toot my own horn because I'm really not that smart and I'm really just going off of some pretty easy facts to see. But when I've been talking about the Sharks this year, I've been saying beat the teams that they are better than. And I said in particular, when looking ahead at the schedule, that things got easier, relatively speaking, because nothing is easy in the NHL. But I said, you need to win those two games against the Kings because you're better than them. And then you want to go a little bit before that. I referenced the two games against the Ducks, even though they were on the road. And I said, you're better than that team. You need to win those two games. And so if we look at the Sharks beating who they are, quote unquote, better than they've taken care of business. The problem was that sandwiched in between the series win, the series sweep against the Ducks and the series sweep against L.A., not the season series, obviously, but just these two games was the two losses to Vegas, both of which were soul crushing. And then the two losses to St. Louis, both of which were soul crushing. But if you look at it big picture, the Sharks are not better than the Blues. However, they've been able to play very tight with the Blues all year. The Sharks are not better than Vegas. However, the Sharks have been able to play pretty tight with Vegas in those games all year. So those ones aren't the ones that are distressing me right now. Those, again, on paper, those are teams that are better than the Sharks. But I am more encouraged by the fact that they are taking care of business against teams that we would define them as better than. And as a baseline, that's exactly what the Sharks need to do. And that's beat the opposition that they are clearly better than. If they're going up against Arizona, if they're going up against the Ducks, if they're going up against the Kings, they need to beat those teams. The wild card right now is Minnesota because like we've been saying all along, that team is kind of out of nowhere and no one really expected them to be this good. Are they going to be able to maintain for the entirety of the season? I don't know. 
But the baseline has to be beating the teams you're better than. And early on, the Sharks were having trouble with that. They had trouble with the Kings. They had trouble with the Coyotes. They had trouble with the Ducks. They were getting series split. Now, they were able to eke out some nice series split against a team like the Blues, and they were able to get some wins or at least one win against the Avs. They have not yet been able to beat the Knights. But although there was some consternation about the overtime or shootout situations the Sharks were getting points in, I mean, it all it's all very important right now, right? And the Sharks are entering uh, the most important stretch of the season. They have two on the road against Arizona, and those are winnable games. If the Sharks can carry four consecutive wins going into this home series against Minnesota, which is the biggest of the year, that climb that they are trying to get out of the hole right now, it's going to be huge. I mean, I know I'm looking at that Minnesota series, and I don't mean to get ahead of myself, The Arizona series probably should be the biggest series of the year. And then the Minnesota series, the biggest series of the year. After that, you're back out on the road, taking on L.A. on back-to-back nights. At that point, that will be the biggest series of the year. But if we look big picture at the Sharks, although it's been a rough and inconsistent battle up to this point, I appreciate the fact that the Sharks did not get so out of it that there is no battle to be had. And I suppose you can argue against me with that and say that it is too much of a hole to climb out of, but the Sharks have not thrown in the towel and they seem to be implying that they are ready for this fight. And I'm excited to see what they do because I think it's going to tell you a lot about this team, what they can do next year with an entire season and the fact that you are getting key contributions from younger players this year. You know, Mario Ferraro keeps on looking like more and more of a player that this team is going to be able to rely on for years and years to come. You look at the way that Rudolph's Balsers has been able to contribute. You look at John Leonard and what he's been able to do. You look at the continued improvements in the play from Gambrell. You look at the way that LeBanc has come on strong as this season has continued. Those are players that, A, you didn't know Leonard was going to be this good this quickly, even if his game is inconsistent, but you see the baseline that you can build on. You see exactly why the Sharks had this view of him and see the talent that can be developed. Same thing with Balsers, same thing with Gambrell. The investment in LeBanc is paying off more and more the deeper that we get into the season. The contract with Kane, he's been one of the Sharks' best players. Tomas Hurdle's been able to bounce back from that knee injury. He continues to make an impact. Timo Meyer has been relatively inconsistent. He has been able to string together a dominant stretch as of yet, but his play overall has been better the deeper we get into the season. And that's exactly what you want to see. You want to see growth over the course of the year. Even if Timo Meyer had had a dominant stretch, if he goes ice cold after that, it's not exactly something that you say to yourself, okay, well, I'm fine with this now. But I think that overall we're seeing Meyer play more of the physical and power forward style that we know he's capable of, A, and B, that Bob Bugner wants out of him. When I watch him on the ice, he's taking good shots, he's getting good positioning, he is making his physicality felt out there on the ice, and I think that's more important in the overall context of the game as opposed to him just getting numbers. You want a performance that's impactful on the ice. You want numbers with that, but if he's not going to be getting those numbers, then at least you have him making his presence felt out there, and he is something that the opposition has to worry about. But more to the point with the development of the team that we've seen over the course of this year, it goes back to what, in this series in particular, 
it goes back to what Bob Bugner was talking about during the training camp period. He wanted to see the team play with speed. He wanted to see them utilize that. And I felt that we did see this in this series against LA. This was a back and forth up and down the ice type series. And that's the type of game that LA plays. And they do pepper shots at the net and the sharks were able to counter that and play to their advantage and use their skill set in a team like LA. And it was fascinating to see because you saw the sharks have really good entries in the zone. You saw them creating good opportunities and those contributions and opportunities were being made from the top line to the fourth line. I'm not going to make the claim that it was balanced production, but I do think that when you watched the overall play of the Sharks, whether it was the first, second, third, or fourth line out there, you did feel like it was making an impact. You did feel like they were doing a better job of responding, reacting, and dictating certain aspects of the game. Now, part of that was absorbing the play style of L.A., and a big, big part of that goes to Martin Jones. Martin Jones, over his past four performances now, has been a brick wall for the most part. And I think that the fact that he's been able to work on his game and able to improve, that's huge. I mean, a lot of guys, when you see things get away from them the way that it has for Martin Jones over the last few years, I think there's enough mental damage that is done that sometimes guys don't come back. And I'm not dumb enough to think that Martin Jones is not going to have problems from here on out. But when I do watch him play, I see an improved goalie out there on the ice. And I think I saw saw this in the first couple games of the year too because he had some big performances. It was just not consistent. But what I'm watching with Jones right now is that I think first and foremost, it seems like he is seeing the game better. And when he's seeing the game better, his positioning is better. And when his positioning is better, he's in place to make bigger stops and bigger saves. It is not that complicated. Now, from my point of view, that's the easy statement. From his point of view, I'm sure it is much, much more complicated than that in any sense. But vision leads to positioning, leads to performance. He has the skill set. He has the technicality. He has the physicality. And when you combine that with him being more aggressive in general because he's feeding off the fact that he's making these saves, he's coming out of the crease, he's cutting down the angle, he's doing everything that we remember Martin Jones doing when he was leading the Sharks to a Stanley Cup final berth. And his save percentage now is above 900. That's huge. That's indicative of a goalie that is improving. And I know that LA is not a juggernaut. It's not the Knights. It is not the Blues. It's not the Avs. It's not even the Wild. But for Jones to be improving, that is helping the Sharks be a better team, right? I mean, you wish he had been like this all along, but it's better late than never. And if you can get that in combination with Devin Dubnik, you can have two good options in net. And I think that does a lot to solve some headaches for Bob Bugner because when you give up the bad goals, the shoulders slump a little bit, even though it's not as bad as it was last year, you still saw it this year. And if you can get rid of that and have your goalies stopping the shots that they are supposed to stop and pulling some other saves out of nowhere, then you're going to give yourself a chance to win. And that's what Bob Bugner has been saying all along. He doesn't need these guys to be unbelievable. He needs to give them a chance to win. And Martin Jones has been giving the Sharks a chance to win. Over the past two games, Martin Jones saw 86 shots and he stopped 83 of them. And as cited by Darren Stevens at Shark Stats on Twitter, 
He tweets that per Sport Radar, Martin Jones with 42 saves last night is the first Sharks goalie to record 40-plus saves in consecutive games since April 8th through 10th, 1993 with Arthur Zerbe. So I'm not going to say that Martin Jones did it himself in this series because obviously this is a team game, but Martin Jones was a huge reason of why the Sharks are now riding high off of two straight wins for only the second time this year and carrying some momentum into what is going to be the biggest series of the year up to this point taking on Arizona. And unfortunately, because of what Martin Jones has had in terms of inconsistency over the past few seasons, we are not going to buy this as the real Martin Jones until it becomes the norm. But from what we've seen of him as of late, he does appear to be an improved goalie. And again, that's the theme of the entire Sharks right now. You want them to be an improving team. You want to see Martin Jones play be better. You want to see the Sharks overall play be better. You want to see them turning into a better team. If they were still the same team that they were in January, the season would be long over. If they were still the team that they were in February, the season would be over. But because we have seen the Sharks make improvements from one week to the next, from one month to the next, they are still in this. Seven points back of St. Louis right now with games in hand. The Sharks have 30 points, 13 wins, 14 losses, four overtime losses. St. Louis has 37 points. 16 wins, 11 losses, and 5 overtime losses. What stands between them right now? L.A., two points in front of the Sharks. Arizona, one point in front of L.A. and three points in front of the Sharks. And overall, the Sharks have one game in hand on L.A., two games in hand on Arizona, and one game in hand on St. Louis. Right now, it is not the likeliest of scenarios that we are going to see the Sharks catch the Blues, but... You can also contend that it is not the likeliest of scenarios that Minnesota is going to be able to keep up the pace that they have been able to do over the course of this season. But the Sharks have the big names and the veteran presence on this team to give themselves a shot. And I think that that's that's really all you want right now. You want to be giving yourself a shot. I mean, people are still talking about the Kings as being potentially in contention, and they are just one, or excuse me, two points ahead of the Sharks. And again, the Sharks have a game in hand against LA. So overall, every time the Sharks have looked like they've had their door closing on them in this season, they've been able to fight back enough to seemingly keep it open. Now, seven points, it is a big distance to climb, no doubt. But it is not impossible, and I think that the Sharks, assuming they have health on their side, they're going to make a fight for this. The question of health obviously comes with Logan Couture last night, who went down, didn't come back to the game, was shaken up after the game, but guys said he seemed all right, and Cooch said he was okay. You know, I don't know where that butt end exactly got him. It was hard to tell from the replays. We'll get into a little bit more on that on the other side. I didn't think it was a horrifically dirty hit or anything like that. I think we'll see whether or not the league comes down, but I it was not the worst hit I've ever seen. It wasn't. It was worthy of a penalty, I'll call it that way, but I don't think there was intent to injure or maliciousness with it. But it does now raise the question of Cooch's availability heading into what is going to be the biggest series of the year against Arizona. You hope that he can be out there on the ice, but you also tell yourself that the Sharks have enough depth and enough ability to beat a team like Arizona without Logan Couture. It's not going to make things any easier, but it would also be a good opportunity for the Sharks to respond and play a necessarily tough and mentally challenging games. I mean, you need adversity. We have seen with Bob Bugner, he has said his team needs to respond to adversity, and they've done that better since he called them out on it. I mean, last night between the second and third period, 
You got 12 seconds left in that second period, and the Sharks give up a goal. What do you think was said? I mean, what do you think those guys were all looking at themselves and asking? Is this going to be an opportunity where they collapse in the face of adversity, or is this going to be a situation in which they flourish in the face of adversity? And the Sharks came out on the attack, buried a couple of goals, put themselves up, and never looked back. Yes, the Kings were able to score one goal goal against them. There's always going to be that pushback, but the Sharks responded to the challenge. They elevated their game in the face of adversity, and if Cooch is out for who knows how long, and I'm totally speculating right now, I don't know what the status is with Logan Couture. We only know what we heard last night, but if Cooch is out, that's going to be another opportunity for this team to flourish in the face of adversity. And I'm sure it's those small challenges that Bob Bugner and the Sharks leadership core is going for because you have to change the paradigm to work in your favor. It's not, oh no, woe is us, we don't have our captain. It's let's find a way to win in spite of that. Let's find a way to rise up to the occasion. And I know that can sound relatively cheesy at points, but I do think that's reality. Finding different ways of motivation, finding different ways of inspiration, finding different ways to put the mindset in a frame where it is not who you're missing, but what your team has a capability to do and has the opportunity to do. Step up for the captain. I mean, listen, I I hate being that guy who references Game 7 against Vegas because it was a long time ago, it was a different team, but what did the Sharks do in that instance? They stepped up for their captain who went down, right? And a lot of those players still are on this San Jose Sharks team That moment is, I'm sure, imprinted on their DNA, and they are capable of stepping up. So if that's the case, you would hope that they would step up. If it's not the case and Logan Couture is healthy or healthy enough to play, then good. Get him out there on the ice, and let's see the Sharks take care of business against an Arizona team that they are better than. All right, coming up on the other side, we are going to hear what Bob Bugner had to say about Couture, about Martin Jones. We'll hear from Vander Kane, who, of course, had a big night. That's all coming up next on Morning Tide. Coors Light wants to help you catch a Sharks game from the best seats in the house. Just share a photo of your Sharks at-home game setup to sjsharks.com slash home ice for a chance to win Coors Light Silver Seats tickets, Sharks gear, and more. Winners will be chosen weekly. So post a pic showing how you watch the Sharks to sjsharks.com slash home ice today. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Must be 21 or older. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Yeah, um, probably the best I've seen him play uh, uh, in a long, long time. And uh, he looks confident and he looks like he's reading the play better, I think. Uh, you know, this, uh, um, you know, L.A. throws a lot of pucks east-west and he's there and he's square and he's reading the play. And, uh, um, you know, he looks big and and, uh, and looks like he's fighting in there. And uh, that's, a, that's a great sign for us. He's just a great guy to play in front of uh, all the time. I think the, his attitude and his work in, in uh, practice, it's, uh, you know, both our goalies, they, they work they work every practice hard, you know, never give up on a play, two-on-one open net, they're diving. It's It makes it fun. They both have great personalities uh, towards the D, so they're both uh, great guys to play in front of. And Jones has been that way since day one, so it's always uh, good to play for a goalie that uh, is that way. 
The quadruple Bs, Bob Bugner and Brent Burns, bringing us back on morning tide after a Sharks win on Wednesday night against L.A. A two-game sweep, might I add, but Martin Jones, especially because that's his former team, and even though it wasn't a trade that was directly between the Sharks and Kings, I have talked to enough former athletes that say that even though you don't harbor ill will against a team that trades you away, you do always want to beat them. But for Martin Jones, a huge, huge series, a huge, huge night for him once again. You know, he saw 86 shots and stopped 83 of them over the course of two games. You literally cannot ask a goalie to be better. And he came up with some absolutely amazing saves. And some of them are probably not repeatable in the slightest, but that's the way the game goes. You put yourself in the best position you can, and you wait for the results to come. And that's what Martin Jones did. His positioning, based on his vision, is allowing him to make better saves, better stops. He's not giving up the juicy rebounds. He's just overall playing a better game. And that goes to my overall theme of the Sharks. What I'm looking for over the course of this season, you want to see them play a better game. You want to see them be a better team. And that's what they are doing. And of course, for Martin Jones to step up like that in two consecutive games and give the Sharks a great opportunity to win, they capitalized upon it. And there were other games this year where Martin Jones or Devin Dubnik put forth those great performances and the Sharks did not do what they needed to do to win those games, or at least not win them in regulation. And Martin Jones, much maligned, I mean, you go back to those shootout wins early in the year where he was able to make the big stops against Arizona, where he was able to make those big stops against St. Louis. Those kind of get forgotten or maybe overlooked, but they're big right now because the Sharks are in it. And if the Sharks are in it to make a push for that final spot, then a lot of that is going to be dependent on the play of Martin Jones. And that's the way that it's been all along. As Martin Jones goes, so do the San Jose Sharks. As Devin Dubnik goes, so do the San Jose Sharks. And if they can get consistent performances from both of those guys, the Sharks are going to be able to make this push. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know how the Sharks are going to do over the course of the remainder of the season. But I do like the way that they're playing. I see a Sharks team that is giving themselves an opportunity in every game. And if you look at the course of the four games that preceded this two-game series, the Sharks were in every single game. Some things didn't go their way. They were not always perfect. That's going to be how it goes because this team does not have the talent to make up for all its deficiencies. And you have to be perfect almost. And Martin Jones nearly was. Stopping 83 of 86 shots is going to go a long way over two games in helping you get those wins. It should not be the formula every time, but it worked this time, and it was enough for the Sharks to get the two-game sweep. They get a day of rest now before they go into Arizona and take on a Coyotes team that I am sure is also telling themselves that they are in it to fight for that fourth spot. The question now is, does Bugner continue to roll with the hot hand and keep Jones in net, or does he save him for the second night of this back-to-back and give him a little bit of rest and put Dubnik in there on Friday night? I don't know. It Figuring out what the Sharks are going to do with their goalie situation all year long has been a bit of a, uh, I'm not going to say a mystery, but I have not been able to identify exactly who they're going to go with on any certain night. So we will wait and see in that regard. Now, one of the big stories that came out of this one is the injury to Logan Couture after the hit from Carter. Here's Bob Bugner weighing in. Um, my angle wasn't very good, obviously, from the bench. Um, I just watched it a couple times. So, you know, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. I got to go ahead and sh- 
and, and, and more of a, a slow mode and, and see it frame by frame before I really make a comment of it. Looked a little high to me. Um, looked like it could possibly have been the uh, uh, the bed, butt end come up. That's Cooch is saying uh, now in, in the room that he thought it was a butt end. So um, I guess, you know, let the league look at it and, and, and let them see what they think. And then Bugner gave the update on Couture. Um, yeah, he's still, he's still pretty uh, shaken up kind of thing. But, uh, you know, other than that, I guess our guard trainers are looking at him. So, And here was the reaction from Kane. I honestly didn't see the hit. I guess they, they said, um, from what I heard on the ice, I've got him with his butt end. But uh, I haven't seen it yet. Hopefully he's okay. I, I mean, he looked uh, okay in the room, which was a good sign. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he's ready to go for, uh, for Friday. And then Balser's offered a little more as well. Yeah, you know, he was laying down there and looked bad, but I guess, you know, he kind of stood up and, you know, I heard him say he was good. So, you know, uh, we're hoping that everything's fine here. And, you know, he's obviously one of he's one of our leaders and best players. So, you know, it's we don't want, we don't want him out of the lineup. So hopefully he's all, all good. So, yeah, it seems pretty unclear at this point in terms of the health of Logan Couture. I know that that guy is about as tough as they come, so I'm not going to be surprised if he's out there on Friday night in Arizona. But also the way he went down, it looked like that was painful and taking a butt end can't feel good. So we'll just have to wait and see. As for the hit itself, uh, not the dirtiest hit I've ever seen, not the cleanest hit I've ever seen. Carter went to the box. We'll see what the league says. And we'll go from there. But I did think it was interesting that this series against L.A., just to note how much the rivalry has changed over the years, it didn't feel like one of those old Sharks-Kings games. It didn't have that same intensity. I mean, I know obviously there is the rivalry, but a lot of these guys weren't around for the previous playoff series, the previous games. The, it's just, it's different, you know? I mean, time changes everything. And for the Sharks right now, that rivalry, that heat is with Las Vegas, but I would hope that as the Sharks and Kings continue to fight back to more relevance, that we do see this rivalry pick up in an intensity and that there is some carryover from that hit the next time the Sharks and Kings play. The rivalry is more fun when the guys hate each other, when there is bad blood. That's just how it is, and you want to have that rivalry humming along at that same level again, and I think that it probably will soon, but it was something that I noted that it just didn't have that feel, and that's gone away as both teams have not been able to be the same contenders that they were in years past. But to be a contender, you have to get into the playoffs, right? And for the Sharks, they've got a little bit of momentum now heading into this series against the Coyotes. This is what Brent Burns had to say. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's uh, that's always the goal. That's always uh, the reason to come to the rink every day is uh, to get to that goal. So, I mean, we knew there were huge, huge games. Um, you want to win at home every game, so... And it's always just about establishing uh, wins and getting points. And so that was, that was good. And Kane weighed in on a push from the Sharks. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we've, we, we have a, enough veteran guys in the room that, uh, you know, we're not uh, playing the season to just uh, participate. Uh, we want to win. We want to get ourselves back in the race. Um, you know, it seems every time we lose a couple of games, guys or other people are writing us off, but uh, you know, we bounce back and get a couple of wins here, but we got to follow it up in, in Arizona and, and get to 500 and climb above 500 for the first time uh, this year. So, you know, Arizona is a team that's ahead of us in the standings. We got to catch them. We got to get ahead of them and we got to start uh, collecting every single point we, we have a chance to do. And there's a couple things with Kane there that I wanted to point out because I think that there's some exasperation from him and some exasperation with Burns from being asked about if they feel they can make a push because these guys are not used to being asked if they think they can make a push with the Sharks. 
it's been go, 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 go. And for the last year and what's happened so far this year where they haven't been in contention, I'm sure that's a source of great frustration and a source of anger that they want to be one of those contending teams again. And I think they don't like being asked if they think they can push their way back into it. I think they view themselves in terms of the veteran guys, your Canes, your Burns, your Hurdles, your Carlsons. They want to be in the fray, but at the same time, they also are looking at it realistically and recognizing it's not just about leapfrogging St. Louis or whoever happens to be in fourth place when they have the opportunity to do so. It's about reeling in the teams one game at a time. They did it against Anaheim. They leapfrogged Anaheim. They did it against the Kings. They haven't leapfrogged them yet, but they took four important points to put themselves in overall a much better situation. And that's exactly what the Sharks have to do with this series of Arizona. Take it one game at a time, but you're better than Arizona, in my opinion. I know the Sharks trail Arizona in the standings, but I think they are a better team. But if the Sharks can take four points against Arizona, then again, they will do a great service to themselves and be able to leapfrog Arizona. This is never going to happen where the Sharks jump from seventh to fourth. They've got to get to sixth. They've got to get to fifth. And once they get to the fifth, they have to see if they have an opportunity to get into fourth place. Bob Bugner on this potential push. Well, that's the plan. I think we, you know, we have some games in hand and, uh, you know, you can't assume anything, but, uh, you know, uh, the, for the longest time we've been talking about, you know, and taking advantage of the second part of our schedule, you know, and staying in the fight. And with this week so far, we have, uh, we got another tough two games coming up, uh, back to back Friday and Saturday again, six games and four nights. It's, you know, I, what was a, I think I was reading 25 games left with like 45, 40 days, 46 days to go. So there's a ton of hockey to be played and it's just about managing our game and managing our health and, and um, you know, trying to stay as fresh as possible while still working on some details and by video more than practice. Yeah, like Bugner said, there is a ton of hockey yet to be played. And, you know, mostly I'm just looking forward to the fact that at least for the way it feels right now is that the Sharks are going to give us entertainment in terms of this push. As I have said many, many times, I have no idea if the Sharks are capable of climbing their way back into this, but at least they have a shot to right now. They're going to need some drop in performances from the teams ahead of them, and they're going to need to play better than they have been playing overall up to this point in terms of wins and losses. But the grand scheme of the Sharks over the course of this year is a team of improvement. And that's exactly what Bob Bugner needs to focus on for the remainder of this season. Can he get his Sharks team playing each and every week? If they do that, I think they're going to give themselves a chance to fight for that fourth spot in the final week of the season. If they can't do that, then those opportunities, the chances, it's going to fade away. You know, we just have to see how it plays out, obviously. But the overall narrative of the Sharks this year has been a team of improvement. And if Martin Jones continues his trend of improvement, that is going to go a long, long way for the San Jose Sharks over the remainder of this season. But again, a lot of hockey yet to be played. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will see you all on Saturday morning. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.